Welcome to this week's episode of the Autism Grown Up Podcast. This week, I'm going to be talking with Sean Sullivan, who is an autistic self-advocate and the founder and executive director of the I Know Autism Foundation. The Autism Grown Up Podcast is just one of the many resources that Autism Grown Up offers. We are an online nonprofit organization focused on talking about growing up and navigating adulthood and providing the resources, strategies, and ideas, as well as support to help you along the way. Whether you're an autistic self-advocate at any age, a family member, professional, or someone who is an ally who wants to learn more, this is the place for you. Through this podcast, we share conversations and interviews, as well as strategies from our resource center about people and organizations that are doing work in this exact area. There's not a lot of resources and information when it comes to those teen years and adulthood, as well as even just shifting our focus towards thinking about the lifespan itself. So this is the place where we are hoping to fill in those gaps. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Regan, so you will be hearing my voice around these parts. I am a sibling, I have two brothers on the spectrum, Tyler and Tanner, and I've been in the autism field for well over a decade at this point, from doing direct care support, social work, uh, special education and research in schools and in the community. So I've learned a lot along the way and have had so many conversations with folks just like the ones you're gonna be listening to and I wanted to share these conversations with you as well. So get ready, grab a cup of coffee or tea or your preferred beverage and let's sit down together with today's guest. I loved recording this episode with Sean. Sean Sullivan is an autistic self-advocate, like I mentioned, and the founder and executive director of I Know Autism Foundation. He's based in California, and his hobbies include watching anime, blogging, and spending time with his family. In our conversation today, we discuss Sean's experiences growing up and navigating adulthood in his area, uh, why he founded the I Know Autism Foundation, and what he hopes to achieve in the future. Now, let's jump into my interview with Sean Sullivan. Hey everyone, welcome to the Autism Grown Up Podcast. Joining us today is Sean Sullivan. Hi Sean, how's it going? Fantastic, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, very excited for our conversation today. For Because today. I actually, you reached out to me and... Um, I got to see some of the work you've been doing, and I'm excited to share that with our listeners for today's episode. So, uh, do you mind telling us a little bit about you and your work in the autism community? Definitely. Um, So, for starters, I think it's important to mention that I have a form of autism myself. Um, my official diagnosis is PDDNOS. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with with what that is? Yes. Yeah, that was in the DSM. I'm, I'm going to assume that that the, that the audience members are not. Um, so maybe I should explain what what it is to 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 the, to the viewers. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Um, 
So PDD-NOS is basically what diagnosers diagnose people um, if they don't fit into the autism and or Asperger's categories. Mm -hmm. um, at least that, that's what my knowledge is about it. Um, mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. it, it's not diagnosed as much anymore, right? Because of the DSM-5. Correct. Yeah. So you definitely uh, got the diagnosis when it was the DSM-4. Correct. Okay. Um, and also, To get into a little bit about my history, I was born with severe autism. I was on the low functioning side. Mm -hmm. um, but with a whole lot of hard work, working hard for the benefit of my life, um, sacrificing entertainment and fun for improving my intellect and dedicating myself to the cause, I was able to go from the low functioning side to becoming where I am today. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I feel like that A huge motivator for me that helped me through my challenges and ordeals is the people who made fun of me and bullied me. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to prove them wrong. I wanted to succeed because I wanted to use their negativity as motivation. Um, for bettering myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does, definitely. So when did you start speaking? Was that like along the way when you were realizing yourself and getting- It was, um, um, around when I was eight, 18 or 19. Um, I'm 33 years old now. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you, but I was like, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> so I'm glad you um, provided it yourself. Yeah. I don't mind sharing that. Okay. Yeah, um, so I find it interesting, though, that we always instinctively ask how old people are, but we never ask how, how young people are. Would you agree? We, that we don't ask young people how old they are? No, I mean, we, we always ask how old, we ha like, how old are you? Um, yeah. But we never ask how young are you? Ah, uh, I see, I see, I put it together. <laughs> yeah. I like that, yeah, it's a mindset shift there. How many yeah. years young are you? <laughs> yeah, Um. I... 
I feel like that whenever whenever I feel sad, I think about my role models. Um, my role models are Albert Einstein. Um, did you know that, Did you know that he had autism? Yeah, yeah. I also think about Bill Gates, who has Asperger's. Mm-hmm. I think about Tampa Grandin. Um, I'm going to assume you know who she is, right? Yeah, love her. Actually, I think she'll be on the podcast by the time this one comes out. I got to talk with her a few weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I was at a conference once, and I was a panelist for... Okay. a self-advocacy um, um, session of the, of the conference and I sat next to Temple Grandin. Ooh, I'm fangirling right now. That's awesome. That was pretty cool. I bet it was. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so speaking of self-advocacy and your speaking work even more so, I would love to touch on your, uh, you wrote this in your description of like something you would like to talk about. And I think this is pretty exciting. Uh, what are your three favorite speaking moments? Like you must have the top hits ready to go. Definitely. Um, so I already told you one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be um, mine too. Um, that's probably my number one. My number two is when I gave a acceptance speech for a self-advocacy award that I received. Um, um, I, I didn't know find this out until, until a little bit later, um, but Apparently, there were thousands of applicants um, for this award, and I was the one who was who 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 won it. Um, that's pretty exciting. Definitely. Um, and the third topic of mine for um, my best speeches, I'd say, is when I was in. Pasadena, um, close to Los Angeles, I, I was, um, I was giving a storytelling speech, and it was, and there was probably like five hundred people there. That's amazing. So, yeah, and it was also streamed live on Facebook and YouTube and other video media platforms as well. Mm -hmm. Um, That was pretty awesome. Those are huge moments. My gosh. That is so cool. And uh, I hope you have more speaking gigs coming up over time. I know it must be kind of tough right now because so many events have had to cancel or move online so have you 
done anything different since? Have you done some things online? Um, I'm actually thinking of starting my own podcast. Okay. Should. Um, yeah. I, I'm also on a, I think on June 1st, my website should be rebuilt. Okay. Um, um, my website is going to have links and tabs for different topics that I speak about mm-hmm. and how clients can get a hold of me um, good. and et cetera. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, that will be out by the time this episode comes out. So we'll definitely have to put that in our show notes. Definitely. Yeah. And then I'm just curious about your podcast. So what what would it be about? So my podcast is going to be about knowing your autism. And what I mean by that is each each person with autism autism has a different version of autism. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different levels, variations, etc. of autism. And so it's, I, I feel like it's important for, for people with autism to get to know what their version of autism is, um, how they can control it, what they can do when they have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, how they can take advantage of positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, that's so profound. Like getting to know yourself through your podcast. Yeah. Probably a lot of the things that you've done yourself over time. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think that's related. I really like how that podcast name is really similar to your nonprofit. Uh, so I would love to talk about your nonprofit right now. Uh, it's called I Know Autism Foundation. So I would love to learn more about it. Uh, definitely. So um, I can't really take all the credit for the nonprofit Um being built and started. Um, my dad is, first of all, a, a tax attorney. Oh, that helps. Um, so that, that helps um, a lot. And he also has a couple of colleagues that know uh, the ins and outs of the IRS. Um, and that helped as well. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Um, the main reason why I, I wanted to start a nonprofit to be to begin with, though, is because I I I wanted to sort of break the, the cycle of people with autism. Um, only getting, only being able to get and not always keeping minimum wage jobs 
Um, I've been reading a, a lot of statistics online that, that says that a big percentage of people with autism um, are lucky if they keep a minimum wage job um, for mm -hmm. about a couple months. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I feel like it's it's important to um, for people with autism to get jobs that they're skilled at. Um, Microsoft has a autism hiring program. Did, did mm -hmm. you know that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, it's being found out that people with autism are very skilled and good at coding. Um, not all of them, um, but a, a lot of them. Yeah. <coughs> Did you know that? Mm -hmm. also, um, would you yeah. also say that, sorry, other, um, other careers could be really applicable too? Like it depends on the individual, their interests and their skill areas too? I would absolutely say that. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's important for people, um, for like therapists, um, parents of people with autism, to always remember that without without people who have autism, I mean, we provide income for thousands of people. Um, if it wasn't for us. First of all, you wouldn't have a podcast. Um, there wouldn't be um, a lot. There wouldn't be a lot of any psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists. Um, no day programs. No group homes. Um, and so, if you if you think about it like that, I feel like people with autism. Um, help a lot of people pay their bills. And yet, we're not treated for the most part as the way we should be um, yeah. in, in that regard. Um, I understand that. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I think, yeah. yeah, there's I was just talking to one of our guests uh, just like an hour ago. I was doing a couple of interviews today and he was talking a lot how uh, <laughs> focusing on autism as a deficit has been the norm across so many professions for so many years that uh, the neurodiversity movement right now and thinking about promoting the rights and lives of adults on the spectrum like you uh, can really, really make a difference in the conversation like that. Yeah. We can be, it can be more of a positive conversation that way too. And it's so important that companies like Microsoft do also highlight that adults on the spectrum can have jobs there. I'll make sure to link some of those resources in our show notes too, in case 
our listeners aren't so familiar with that project or similar projects with coding, but it's so important. I so agree. And just to, just to go a little bit further, yeah. I, I feel like that when, when people with autism um, go in for like an IQ test or um, testing for autism, I feel like that the way that they test is flawed. Mm. Um, the, the reason why I say that yeah. the, is because um, the way that they measure intelligence is not the way that people with autism um, learn for the most part. Right. I, I know for me, I am a kinesthetic learner. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that is? Tell me a little bit more about that. I know. So kinesthetic, kinesthetic learners or tactile learners. They, they learn best by doing trial and error, um, actually it, having an internship, um, job on the job training, mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. Yeah. <coughs> IQ tests don't really incorporate that that style of learning or preference. Unfortunately, no. Right. I also am very sad about the fact that while it is true that um, autism is associated with not having very good social skills um, for within a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I feel like what is not talked about at all is how bullies don't have good social skills either. Um, so people who make fun of others they're the ones that don't have good social skills. Um, and um, I feel like that their bullies are part of the cause of people with autism not having good social skills themselves. Mm -hmm. And the, the reason why I say that is because I feel like people with autism have most, a lot of them have given up hope, I guess, of making friends, um, uh, socializing, mm -hmm. um, because 
when they make the attempt, most, most of the time they're shut down by the people that they tried to, to socialize with. Um, would you agree? I would agree. I think you brought up such an important point about like, that feeling yeah. that bullies can contribute to people not wanting to practice social skills or feeling like they have good social skills um, and want to yeah. socialize with other people and get more comfortable with talking more pe with more people because of those bullies being around them or the things that the bullies have said. They're like in the person on the spectrum's head and like kind of their internal monologue about that a lot. Did you also know that around 60% of bullies contemplate um, suicide? I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. So do you, I'm curious too, um, and it's okay if you don't want to share this at all. Uh, do you talk about the impact on, of bullying on you in your work, in your speaking? I do, I do yes. Okay. Um, one example of that is I used to go to a boarding school. It was in Oregon. Mm. Um, when the school was in operation, it was called Credo Lake School. Okay. And I, while I was there, I was forced to sleep outside on the concrete Whoa. with no covers, no pillow. Oh my people would people would pour cold water on me while I was asleep. I was not provided three meals a day. And so oh I me and my family about a year and a half later finally got the school shut down. Good. Um, yeah. Terrible. Um, I'm so sorry to hear that it happened to you. I'm actually trying to turn that into either a book or a movie, um, but I don't have any contacts or ends with um, the film industry. And I, <coughs> I, um, I'm not really good at, at um, writing, so I don't know if writing a book is, is an option for me either. Could be, I'm not sure. There are uh, so many wonderful ways that you can, or tools to help you get there. Maybe that yeah. could be something you do through your podcast, is kind of like tell your story that way and then it could be transcribed or something like that yeah you're very good at speaking and orating so that could be a way to do it thank you yeah of course
Yeah, that's a really, really, I'm sure really, I don't know, unfortunate area to, repeating, I'm echoing, sorry. Let me see what that means. Okay, there we go. Okay, so I'm sure that's a really, really tough and challenging thing to share while you are speaking um, on the topic, but vote. Our listeners so appreciate you doing that um, here, and I'm probably sure with this, the audiences that you speak in front of too. Uh, a lot of people don't really talk a lot about bullying, and I totally understand why. It's a really, really difficult topic, from especially from the the person on the spectrum's end, like yours. Um, and also, when you talked about it at the start, at the top of the show, you mentioned that you really wanted to pursue your goals and achieve your dreams in spite of them. Like you wanted to prove those bullies wrong. Do you feel like you've done that through your work and maybe even prove to yourself even more so and like in your, in a loving way to yourself? Um, I feel I have partially, but there's always room for improvement. There's always room for more, um, and I feel like that I'm always going to be reaching for new heights. Um, there's one saying in particular that I really disagree with, which is the sky is the limit. Um, the, the reason why I, I disagree with that saying is because there, there is no limit. Yeah. There really is no limit to how successful a person can be. Um, does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of set your own mind on where you want to go. It could be to the moon, maybe beyond. Yeah. We want to think in sky terms. Nah. <laughs> I have a um, question for you regarding common resources or tools. So what are some common resources or tools that you've turned to along the way or would recommend <coughs> others to use? Um, one resource in particular I would recommend is um, Autism Speaks. Um, a lot of, it's my understanding that some people don't like autism speaks. Right. Um, it's one of those things where you, where you either like them or hate them. Um, most people, for most people, there's no in between. A, another resource that I would recommend is the Autism Society of, of, of America. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like they have good, um, a, a pretty solid track record. And um, while it's true that they're smaller than Artisan Peaks, at least I think so, I could be wrong. Um, it's also true, it, I, I think it's also true that Artism Society has been around longer than Artism Speaks. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, another resource that I would recommend for, for viewers um, who live in, in California is the Beecher Center. Um, the Regional Center is a, a government-funded agency and they have a lot of um, day programs and group homes under their belt. Um, mm -hmm. They have a lot of vendors as well. I don't know um, a lot about resources in North Carolina. Um, I apologize for that. That's okay. We have listeners from all over the world. Uh, but okay, we have a good amount that live in California. Okay. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about the regional centers. So that's always a good resource to think about, especially for adulthood. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, we have a local autism society chapter of like North Carolina. I think it started before the larger Autism Society of America began because it was just from parents in the early 70s and then they kind of got folded in with the larger one. Yeah. Yeah, but they're a really good one for us too. <coughs> um, but yeah, so for our last couple of questions, uh, as we start wrapping things up, because I this has just been so fun talking with you today. Um, we'll have to do another episode just even more so on the work that you're doing and once you do start a podcast, you can do podcast sharing. You can talk about your podcast Yeah. <laughs> so what are you excited about and looking forward to in the coming months? Um, I was excited. Um, I, I was supposed to go to Europe this summer. Oh, no. Yeah. Summer. I'm sorry. Um, to my knowledge, it got postponed um, to next year. Okay. Um, and you keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, I'll keep mine crossed. <laughs> um, but... Regarding the things that are actually 
definite. Um, I'm excited about starting my podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start it soon. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I just need to get my podcast equipment. Um, speaking of that, do, do, do you know how much podcast equipment costs? Um, it could be free if you have a phone. There's an app you can use. I can send it to you. Okay. Yeah, my friend Cassidy, who's also our online community manager, she has a podcast because uh, she has she's autistic and she has Turner syndrome. So it's called Cassidy's Autism, or I think it's Asperger's, Asperger's and Turner's syndrome. Page. What is it? What is Turner syndrome? Turner syndrome is a genetic condition. So she was. Uh, it tends to overlap with autism too, and and females. <coughs> Um, and there's like a lot of physical, uh, challenges associated with it too. Um, it's, it's kind of like, um, muscular dystrophy and, um, cerebral palsy. It's kind of lessened. Yeah, I think what's it so. Okay. Yeah. So she started a podcast where she interviews other people on the spectrum and then other people with both Turner syndrome and on the spectrum, and she just uses her phone. There's an app called Anchor that I can, I'll send to you, and it just lets you click to record, and you call the other person, or they can call in, kind of like what we did with Zoom, and you can just record it from there, and you can edit on your phone, or you can just upload it. It's so easy, and it's free. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a game changer. Good to know. I'll send that to you so you can look at that and check it out. Thank you. But yeah, you don't have to get anything fancy. No fancy microphones or anything. I find that phones can be really helpful. Yeah, everything you need to get started. Cool. Yeah. So I will be excited for that too. And then for our final question, how can people listening to this episode get in touch with you? So as I said in the beginning of this interview i'm gonna have a website by june 1st um and my website ull is going to be i know autism.org um and it's going eventually it's going to have um it's gonna have a function where it can accept donations okay. and and so on and so forth. Good. Okay. So we'll make sure to put that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. And then are you on any social media? Yes, I'm on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, have you heard of Alignable before? Yeah. I'm on that as well. You're on that? Okay. I'll have to look for you on there. I just joined it. Oh, well. Cool. Some people with, um, I think Alignable is LinkedIn's competitor, I think. Yeah, they're trying to be. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that battle goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's, I find that's paid, right? Like. It's a little well, bit different in that it's not free for everything. 
Well, I guess LinkedIn isn't free for everything either. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good one too. Um, yeah. So any of our listener, our listeners tend to follow up with people on their social media platforms. So that will be really exciting for them to follow you there. Uh, thank you again, Sean, for coming on today. It was so great talking with you. Likewise. Um, I, I got just as much out of it as you did. Oh man. <laughs> and I got a lot out of it. Thank you. Thank you again to Sean for joining us for today's episode. You can check out everything that we talked about in our show notes on the Autism Grown Up website, autismgrownup.com, which is also linked in the description of this episode of wherever you are listening today. And this leads me to a quick ask. So if you found value in this episode and know that others would really also benefit from listening to this podcast, please leave us a rating and review. This really truly helps others in the autism community be able to find us easier online. You can also take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast on your phone or whatever device and tag us at Autism Grown Up. That's pretty much our tag everywhere. And that also helps get the word out about the show in a big way. So thank you ahead of time for doing that. And Thank you so much again for listening to another episode of the AGU podcast. I'm looking forward to our episode next week, and I'll chat with y'all soon. This episode was brought to you by our supporters. We are a nonprofit, and we would love you to become a supporter yourself of future episodes like this one. Like I mentioned, this is just one of the many resources we offer in our resource center, and we're working towards a fundraising goal on expanding our resource center, and we need your help. Go to autismgrownup.com support dash AGU to learn more and help us keep the show in our resource center running.